It's another episode of Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I'm joined by my good friend... Rob Jacobs. Thanks for coming. Absolutely. I'm sure you've missed us these last couple of weeks since you've been gone. I was devastated that I wasn't on the show the last few episodes. <laughs> well, hopefully we can make today really worth it and get you all caught up. Awesome. Uh, today's going to be a lot of fun. We're talking, uh, as we've been doing so far, going through Mark 12:30, where Jesus told us, you got to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. So we sometimes say on the spiritual maturity team, whole person or total person discipleship right. or full person full discipleship. Person, fullness, yep. The idea that you should love God with all that you are. We talked about the heart few weeks ago, and we did some interviews on that, which was a lot of fun. Go back and listen to those or watch them if you haven't. Uh, Today, we're going to be continuing with our soul discussion, which Jason Whelan and I started last week, talking about what the soul is, which is a very interesting discussion because the Bible contains some pretty interesting language about that, and it was a lot of fun to sort of dig into something that's honestly just kind of mysterious and very interesting. Yeah. Um, Today, we're going to be interviewing a good friend of ours, and he's going to help us understand uh, kind of... A, a spiritual discipline, but also one of the purposes that God has given us. It's a practice, but it's also one of the purposes that are given to the church. And it's one that we know will help us draw us more deeply right. into the soul bond that we enjoy with God. And so, yeah, a guy that we really love and respect is going to be here. You want to intro him? That's right. Uh, John Cassetto is uh, the worship pastor here at Salback Church, and he is going to be taking us into this a little deeper, looking at what it means to to love God with all your soul, and what it means to to grow in your in your maturity, to grow in Christ through the soul. Mm-hmm. We're gonna be looking at uh, worship and just what it means to have a lifestyle of worship, and what it means to surrender in worship, and um, to really kind of dispel some of the myths that it's more than just three songs on a Sunday. Yeah. And John is awesome, and we're we're really gonna have a great time. I love it. All that splendid goodness when we come back. All right, we're back. This is John Cassetto. Thanks for joining us, brother. I'm really glad to be here with you guys today. Thank You're you. so awesome. Yeah, we're really excited to have you. Uh, we gave you a little intro, uh, but now I want to talk a little bit about um, just your background. The, yeah. Doable Discipleship is actually seen in about 25 plus countries. And so That's lots amazing. of those people just probably don't know your story, your background, yeah. how you came to be our yeah, worship 20, pastor. 20 years in ministry. Yeah, yeah are we celebrating 20? Years, 20 Dude. years, my wife and I, yeah. That's awesome. So... Um, yeah, I started, I grew up Christian home, like a lot of people I know here at Saddleback, and found my way going to Bible college, hmm. studied uh, preaching, actually, hmm. in Bible college for four years, and that was really formative, of course, in my spiritual journey, got to study uh, the Greek and the Hebrew text, a hmm. lot of Bible class, a lot of New Testament, Old Testament, but also preaching classes, and so really got to dig into God's Word. That's yeah. really what I was there to do. But then found my way uh, into worship ministry right out of Bible college and got to lead a worship team on the East Coast up in the state of New Hampshire. Uh, Manchester, New Hampshire was there for 14 years. It was amazing. And then God called us to Saddleback. And uh, for the last uh, almost five and a half years, been serving Saddleback uh, in this role of worship ministry mm-hmm. alongside my wife, Stephanie, and a, just an amazing team here at Saddleback. Yeah, Stephanie is quite the partner yeah. for you. You guys are a yeah. powerhouse. Yeah, together. we it, really enjoy that God's allowed us to serve together in this yeah. ministry. Yeah. I hope everybody listening and watching uh, is as filled with gratitude for you as we are, because yeah. we we just see from a distance yeah. all the effort that goes into yeah. what your team does, pulling off the weekend and yeah. sometimes you know changing at the last minute. You yeah. guys, you guys work so hard to support our people. Well, I appreciate, we appreciate that. that. We 
we are really blessed to serve the church in the way we do, just like you guys do. I mean, you guys are shaped to do what you do. This is what we're shaped to do, and yeah. it's our joy, it's our honor, particularly to do it at Saddleback mm-hmm. of all places. Such an such an honor. So yeah, yeah. So so I've been at Saddleback for almost seven years now, but mm-hmm. in this role, uh, just for five years. Prior to that, I was serving on our global team for about a year, which mm-hmm. was really really special too. That's great. So, yeah, awesome. Let's let's talk a little bit about what worship is. I think that's really yeah. a fundamental question for us to ask as we start this discussion. Yeah, I think we get that question a lot. You know, what is worship? Mm-hmm. And I think a, a believer's response about worship is that worship is our full response, our heart, soul, mind, strength uh, response to all that God is, all that He's done, and all that He says. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of our our standard response for what is worship, you know, it's, it's our response to everything God is and all that he said. And, uh, but I also think that that's a believer's response, but the reality is I think you can also worship, uh, everyone's worshiping something or Mm. someone, whether they're a believer in Christ or not. And so I think whatever we're giving our heart and affection, our heart, soul, mind, and strength to Mm. whether it's God or not, that is uh, worship as well. Mm. And so, yeah, that's that's actually something we've talked about a lot on our team. That people are built to worship; they yes. will worship something. Absolutely, it's a matter of direction. It's right. clear that that's something that God has planted in the human being at yeah. the deepest levels. And it's interesting. I think if we ever if we look at the course of our week or even our day, how much of our heart, soul, mind, and body strength are really going towards worshiping God yeah, or worshiping. Right. You know, yeah. something else. And how can we set our focus? Uh, you know, we really do believe fundamentally mm. that anything can be turned into worship. It's about our focus. It's yeah. about where we're fixing our attention. You know, it's it's the things we've all talked about. Um, mm. Doing the dishes as an act of service to our spouse or to our family or even to our creator can be turned into an act of worship just as much as singing alongside thousands of people on the weekend. Um but just like that act of, you know, doing the dishes can also be anything but an act of worship. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. depending on our posture and our. I broke our three. Mindset. I was yeah. mad. But but likewise, same with singing in church. You know, yeah. if if our minds and our hearts are fixed elsewhere on something else, just because we're in that building, mm-hmm. you know, I think we can. We always want to be looking at what is the posture, what is our internal posture during yeah. any of those things. We're going to come back to that because that's Great. important. That, that that idea of the congruence between like what's happening bodily sometimes what's yeah. happening internally can sometimes be a little misleading yeah there, there's a lot to that um yeah let's talk a little bit about some some misconceptions if you would what are, what oh. are some things that people get wrong about worship well i think the first thing that comes to my mind is sometimes in church world worship directly equals music mm. and so like it's like those are almost synonyms and i think that is a misconception yeah uh, certainly music is a huge part of worship and i think it's one of god's greatest gifts to us uh, when it comes to being able to worship, but mm. more in the in the way of praise and expressing something that maybe we just couldn't in other ways. But music is not synonymous with worship. It's one way we worship, yeah. for sure. Um, that's something uh, that comes to my mind. One of the things that we, we also think about with worship is um, – when we're talking about worshiping God and Jesus, worship is something that believers do, mm. you know? And so like we were saying earlier, we worship God because we've said yes to him and we're responding yeah. uh, to his grace and his goodness um, in our lives. Um, I, I would also say one of the things as a worship pastor we hear a lot is when people come up to us and say, you know, worship was really good today. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, okay. <laughs> was it bad last week? Was worship bad? Like, is worship ever bad? Yeah. You know, I think maybe they might be meaning like the music was yeah, really, yeah. especially you my three favorite songs. Right, 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 right. The, the, the power stayed on and yeah. everyone was in tune is what I think they really mean. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, I think, I think we do as much as we can to kind of, to work on those words of being careful how we're identifying what is music and what is worship because we are wanting as the worship team of Saddleback, we're constantly talking about ways. How can we help people worship outside of the one and a half hours we're together in the worship center? You know, Mm. what are we equipping them with so that the rest of those countless hours of the week that we're able to grow in our worship uh, as well? I think that even that question you're talking about that you get asked a lot, even kind of speaks to what they think, worship is about but also who they think it's for right mm-hmm. a lot of times it's yeah. well, worship is for me right. i like the right, songs right. and we're forgetting yeah. no we're worshiping god <laughs> right. they're basically is... writing you a yelp review when you say that like they're basically <laughs> yes. reviewing the service that yes. you gave yeah. i i like to say to people well you should know yeah. because it happened or didn't happen in you that's right you know? and, and <laughs> something we, that occurred inside you that's a good way to say it we get we get yelp reviewed yeah. <laughs> on the daily you know at Saddleback, yeah. we, you guys we're, are ultra proud we're blessed because we have the comment card <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so we're we're extra blessed as a worship team um no just teasing but in that i think you're absolutely our listeners right. don't say any mean no things i'm ever. sure i'm sure my worship <laughs> is impacted by the volume yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah people do have opinions about volume they sure do. um but all that to say, I think what we try to do as a worship team is, you know, we're not about doing our favorite songs. Mm. You know, we're trying to set the table for as many people as possible to have an encounter with God, to be able to say, thank you, God, for something you've done in my mm. life this week, or to say, I need you, God, or I'm sorry, mm. God, or, you know, whatever the moment is right. that, that we're setting up. But it's not about our favorite songs, even our favorite style. Mm. It's about what's right for this moment and for for where God's called us as a church and i think we've we've as a church come so far in that and of course saddleback has such a legacy from beginning to be mm, of being a right. worshiping church of being people um who of course sing to god but also figure out ways to worship outside of just singing mm. and so about misconceptions too like when people tend to put like the message in one category and worship in the other right you know it's like wait is is the message not worship mm-hmm. is giving not worship yeah. is yeah. praying not worship no how you drive all... out of the parking lot like, oh man, man. That, that might not be worship <laughs> yeah. the finger let's, that let's you show the parking people as you drive in yeah that can yeah. be an act of worship yeah. so I think we're just always wanting to make sure we're careful with our words because mm-hmm. like you said just a minute ago Doug Worship is never intended to be about me, mm. right? To, yeah. uh, somebody should write a book about that. <laughs> yeah. It's not uh, about They should just start it off with that yeah. line. That would be, be a powerful good. first <laughs> line. That would be good. I'll, I'll give that a shot maybe. Um, but honestly, that's it, right? This is not yeah. about me. And I want to be the person of character who, you know, we've we've been blessed to be in different parts of the world where people don't enjoy the same liberties and freedoms we do to go on any corner of this county and find mm-hmm. a church that's singing my favorite style of music or whatever. Yeah. I want to be the person that says, you know what, even if I was in a country, a part of the world that we had to be underground in a basement or wherever we are, and we were able to worship Jesus and figure out how to do that outside mm. of a drum style or outside mm. of a music style or mm. microphones or lights or anything. And so we just want to make sure we're always reminding people this is never about a style of music. This is yeah. always about God and just responding to his greatness and his goodness and his mercy. Yeah. So. Even if we lived in a universe, God forbid, 
even if we lived in a universe where God had never created music, yeah. worship would still be possible. Absolutely. You could still worship God because Absolutely. it's a response from within. It's not a matter of right. it's not just a matter of the right. the outward showing of it, right? Absolutely. And I've I've appreciated that. I've been listening to your podcast the last couple couple of weeks. And I think you guys are hitting that right on in mm. that we were created. There's things there are certain things we are created for. And I think it was last week you were talking uh, with Jason about, mm. you know, our souls being designed to be interlocked with God's. And yeah. that's you know, that has nothing to do with music. If there right. was no music, uh, we were still designed and created right. to be interlocked yeah. with yeah. God. Yeah. So that's great. That we bring pleasure to God. Yeah. Yeah. That He loves us in yeah. that way. And, and we offer and we surrender ourselves. We open ourselves up yeah. to God yeah. in our worship. Yeah. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. 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 Let's talk a little bit about what it means uh, to love God with all the soul. Because we did talk quite a bit about the soul last week. Yeah. This week, we've already talked quite a bit about it, but we just haven't given up that language yet. Yeah. How, how would you... How would you give voice to that? Because that's probably something that might be tough for some people to define. Yeah. So um, we're combining two... Yeah. Often misconceived things together, the soul yeah. and worship. And now we're trying to make make those. Yeah, work. I think those are complicated for most of us. I mean, guys, we we have the joy of serving God on the daily here, full time mm. here at church. And I think we're talking about things that often even get a bit complex and complicated for us. Yeah. Uh, let alone some of us who don't spend all day thinking about these things. And so, for me, the best I can do as I think about our soul is. Uh, I don't know how else to say it other than it's the inside me. It's mm. the deepest part of me that's on the inside of me. And it's all of that. It's everything mm. in there that's me. And um, if that's the case, if that's, if that's, if it's, if my soul is the real me, more real than, than anything you can even see, mm. the, the real me is something inside that you can't mm. see. And that how do we worship with with your soul? I think it's really, I think it's a bit complicated to understand. But what I was thinking about the other day was, um, I think ultimately, I do remember being, um, I grew up in a Christian home, but I do remember being um, pre-Christ. Mm -hmm. I do remember being in a position where I had not given my life to Christ. Mm -hmm. But I don't ever remember being a time where I didn't know my soul soul was longing for something greater, hmm. bigger, broader than I am and deeper than I am. I don't ever remember not thinking there was something bigger out there yeah. than me. And I think that's in us. I think that's in our soul. And so for me, worshiping with our soul is when, you know, our souls are are designed to 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 go home, to to be bent towards home, bent mm. towards heaven and be with God. And so I think worship of the soul is anytime we're leaning into that, anytime we're leaning in or 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 pressing towards towards heaven, towards God and the mm. heart of heaven. And I think that, of course, we can get really, we can keep narrowing that down more and more. For me, um, those moments do happen on weekends really significantly, mm. standing shoulder to shoulder with brothers and sisters, singing with a full voice, um, songs that say, you're a good, good father. Mm. You know, that for me does something inside of yes. me that, that mm. really that that connects my soul. That's a moment where I feel like my soul is interlocking with God's. Yeah. But then there's also moments like in a couple of weeks where my family were going to Yosemite. This mm. is something we do most summers. And like there'll be moments in Yosemite where there's no music playing anywhere. And I'm walking side by side with my wife or I'm on bikes with my sons and something inside my soul 
just is overflowing and the deepest insidest parts of me yes. is overflowing with um, gratitude, connection and home, so mm. to speak. So there's those moments of nature, those moments of corporate worship. There's I There are those moments too when you're reading something or you're in a class and someone's speaking something and you're like, that's it. That's mm. what was kind of up here, but it never connected and those words never mm. were strung together in that way, but that's it. And that's where my soul felt yeah. connected to heaven so and that's powerful yeah yeah, yeah. i remember one time i was at zion and you're talking about being outdoors and that yeah. same thing. i'm just like looking over what i think they call it the virgin river and yeah. there's this bridge and i'm just like god my soul is telling me this is what heaven will look like for right. me like this right. idea of just man there's something so deeply connecting yeah. with god right now yeah. that i'm like this is me worshiping right, right now right yeah. here right now yeah. and there's there's not a note of music playing anywhere there's no one giving a message no one no one <laughs> gave an offering basket for you to put <laughs> right. something in but there was worship in that moment and there was this connection of the soul yeah, yeah. maybe that's what jesus meant when he talked about rocks crying out <laughs> it's a <laughs> it's a music that we don't hear but it's that one that we feel good. you know yeah, it's a, that's good. it's the it's in a sense the worship of creation. Oh, man, so true. You know, I do think of, you know, Psalm 103 is such a such a critical passage as a worship leader, worship pastor, the bless the Lord, O my soul, mm. and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I think about that little extra phrase there, all that is within me. Yeah. That's that's for me those moments when you say, Man, that's it, God. All my whole soul, my whole being connecting with you. Mm. Yeah. So good. <clears throat> How one thing we talk about a lot on the spiritual maturity team is is uh, transformation and change and growth over time. Yeah. Obviously, we use the word grow almost interchangeably with maturity here. Yeah. Um, and we try not to use the language of destination, like getting to a thing, but right. getting toward a thing is right. actually kind of more what we talk about. How would you say that worship transforms us over time? How does it change yeah. us more into the image of Christ? Well, that's a really good question. And number one, I, I, I have such respect for the way you guys champion discipleship and that you that there isn't necessarily a final destination. It's like, hey, once you read the the whole set of encyclopedias, yeah. you finally arrive there. No, it's it's this You made journey. it through your one-year Bible plan. Yeah, right. You're there. <laughs> right. Um, because <laughs> year turns to year and all of a sudden we woke up and, you know, I'm 41 this year. And it's mm. like, man, I've been following God a long time, but there seems to be so much still ahead of me to learn and to mm. understand. But one thing I think we have started to learn um, is the more we're with God, the more our souls are connecting through His Word, through prayer, through corporate worship, through hikes in Yosemite, through mm. sitting in seminars and classes, whatever, the more that God fills up that inside space, the less room there is for the other stuff. Mm. And when He fills this space up, what turns out scripture is true, <laughs> like the things that we call the fruit of the spirit actually start showing up. Mm -hmm. And so things like love and joy and peace and self-control, mm -hmm. um, actually, it, you actually can get a better control of yourself and your yeah. impulses and your thoughts and all of that when we are in, this, in, in increasing our times of worship um, and times when our soul is connecting more to God. So for me, I think the transformation comes in the things of like, I think about that list. I remember learning the fruit of the spirit in some silly mm. little song in VBS when <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, growing up. It's like, no, that's not, that's not a joke. Like that's for real. Those things yeah. can be true of us. Yeah. Um, and that's for me the growth when it's like, wait, I think I am a bit more peaceful this year than I was five years ago. Mm. Things that's that used to hit you and rock you no longer rock you as much anymore or at all. Mm. The things that you struggled with, those hurts, habits, hang ups. Um, it's like 
wow, the self-control is increasing and there's accountability in that. So Yeah. It's easy yeah. not to notice that stuff too at times. I mean, sometimes, oh, yeah. sometimes we're the last to see our own growth. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think a lot of times, and this is true of any spiritual discipline or any spiritual progression, yeah. sometimes you feel like you're making painfully slow progress, like oh. inching forward, like yeah. these teeny tiny steps. Um, but I think God is faithful in those little steps. And very often we kind of wake up one day and look back and realize, we actually really got somewhere, you know? Good. These are tiny little steps, but they added up yeah. over time and God really did something great. I think that's good. And I think maybe even especially, um, I resonate with that as mm -hmm. as just brothers and pastors and what we do here at church. I think we're bent towards up and to the right, keep moving, you know, things are always fast and rarely do we pause and kind of look down the mountain and mm. look at like mm. how far we've come instead of just yeah. always looking at, oh man, look how, how far, far we to have go. to go. Yeah. And there's more curriculum to write and there's all these things to do. It's like, wait, let's just look for a minute and yeah. look down the mountain and when we've really journeyed, we've really journeyed far. And so I know I had a friend who, you know, was talking about the seasons of the soul and you guys know about like, you know, the season of winter where mm. things are really, you know, not good and things are dreary and dry and dying. And, and then spring comes and things are new life. And there's like just a more hopeful optimism out there and seasons of fall where maybe there's transition on the horizon, the winds of change are blowing, but then there's seasons of summer. And the seasons of summer are seasons of victory, of course, right? And she was saying that summer is probably the only season you can miss when you're in it. Hmm. Because when things are good, you're it's just normal or you're kind of expecting that or wanting that. Whereas like when you're in winter, you know it, you claim yeah. it, you cry about it, you tell everyone about yeah, it, yeah. you blog about it, all of that <laughs> stuff. And, and like, and when it's spring, you want everyone to know how great thing, new things yeah. are happening or things are changing in fall. But it's like, it's summer. It's like, yeah, you know, it's, it's how it should be, right? Life is <laughs> yeah. supposed to be like this. It's like, no, but I think the same of, of spiritual growth. It's like, no, we do need to take stock and celebrate. Mm -hmm. God, thank you for what you have done. Thank you for the things that are true of me today that weren't necessarily a year ago. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to hear from both of you on one thing. Rob, you had some really interesting thoughts on this um, about what do you do and how do, how do you, how should we think when we're entering a time of worship, but mm. our heart is kind of out of sync or things just feel out of whack when things just don't feel right to us. Yeah. Rob, you wrote a few thoughts down that I thought were pretty interesting. Do you want to share any of that? Uh, well, one of the things I was thinking about was this idea of just drawing close to God. And that that is something that can happen just the minute we posture ourselves to it, right? Yeah. So a lot of times I think we get caught up when we were talking about this just a minute ago of kind of like we can measure growth. And, and in some ways, that's yeah. that's a good thing, right? Yeah. We want to, you know, hey, I've... I've been able to read through the word more. I yeah. notice I'm in, I'm praying longer. Yeah. Um, I was actually wrote on my blog the other day about how I've started using a devotional Bible that removed all of the yeah. verses and numbers, and I read more. Yeah. I notice it's just oh, that's cool. So, but that moment where I just decide I'm I'm going to draw close to you, and He draws close to us. That James mm. four idea of just mm -hmm. of how He can pull us in and how yes. we can just go to be with Him. I, don't, I think we miss that sometimes yeah. because I think we're trying to filter it through this, well, there's quiet time, then right. there's time in the Word. and right. it, that's, That time of worship is instantaneous right. because we're carrying that that peace of God in us, right? right. We have the Holy right. Spirit in us, so we have God in us. Right. So that, in, that moment, that instantaneous moment where we can enter into and be with God. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, you know, my theory is if... If I only read the Bible when I felt like reading the Bible, <laughs> that wouldn't be very frequent yeah. because there's so many things competing for my attention, so I think. But never once do we sit down 
read the word in whatever capacity, on your phone, on your iPad, uh, a devotional Bible or the King James Bible, doesn't matter. There's not been once where I've walked away and been like, I can't believe I wasted my time, you know, doing that. (laughs) Because God's word is living and breathing and active and it never returns void, just like he says. And so I completely resonate. And I also say like, even at church, it's like, I don't feel like singing. I don't feel like clapping my hands. I always say, sing anyway. Mm. (laughs) We sing anyway, because sometimes the act of it, God meets us there. And, Mm. And when we do that, something really special can happen. Yeah. And we make worship not about us for a minute. Yeah. We remember that, you know, this actually isn't, my feelings are actually kind of irrelevant. Right. Because this is meant to be a reaction, a response right. to who God is, what he said. And, right. You know, we this, offer ourselves to God in whatever condition we're in. That's right. right. We offer ourselves to God. That's right. Mm, that's good. That's good. Oh, that sounds like a whole other episode in the future. <clears throat> uh, let's talk a little bit about um, how we can, just some doable steps to make worship a lifestyle. Mm. Um, let's, I, I really, you know, doable discipleship. We always try to yeah. make sure we wrestle it right down to the ground for people yeah. to make sure they're, they're clear on it. just some basic steps. So just what would you, yeah. what would you say about that? Well, I think, I think when it comes to worship, the good thing about worship is like I said early on is anything can become worship. And what I've really appreciated, I mentioned to you, Rob, I really appreciate about this doable discipleship. It's the value of our church, first of all, mm. but also that you guys are really talking about this on the daily. I'm not, I don't consider myself an academic person. Oftentimes, I feel like discipleship in my past has always fallen under this very academic experience where I have to, you know, take more classes, I have to read more things, and I have to be quiet. <laughs> and it feels a little like seventh grade to me, and that that's not great memories. For Raise me. your hand if you wish to right. speak. Yeah. I think a worship pastor would be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think what you guys have done such a good job with Churchwide is reminding us that that is certainly a pathway, and some mm-hmm. people are created to do that. Yeah. But then there's others of us. No, we don't get a pass for reading God's Word or, in, or getting God's Word in us somehow. But like, let's talk about how we can do that. And so for me, I think some doable things as it comes to to worship and discipleship, like making a Spotify playlist or purchasing stuff on Amazon or iTunes and popping those in your earbuds and going for a walk or, mm. you know, as you're driving to and from the office or whatever, or at school or whatever, setting your thoughts in your mind on things above and things that are higher. Mm. I think that counts. I think yeah. that's moments where our souls are getting more in line and in step and walking along with God the Father. And so for me, I think that's a big thing. I do think it's the moment of saying, you know what, God, I'm going to put you first in this moment. So if I'm doing the dishes, if I'm doing, I can remember when our guys, I have two sons and when they're older now, they're 14 and 12 now, but when they were little, they were big on sidewalk chalk. Mm. And there, I can remember this day in our house in New Hampshire where we were out on the driveway, you know, drawing dinosaurs. And I just remember sensing God's ultimate pleasure in this moment of that me being dad, my kids happy. I can't draw very well, but like drawing stuff and being like, this is worship. This is me saying to my father, God, my appreciation for him as yeah. I get the joy of fathering mm. these guys. Yeah. And again, you know, there wasn't a hymnal, there weren't lights and hazers and all of that stuff, but that was worship and there was God's pleasure was sensed there. Um, I think things like that, anything we're doing when we fix our attentions towards God can be, Mm. can be great for me. Also, I'll just say, um, I, I too got a new Bible. There is nothing different about it except there's a bit more margin on the sides Mm. and the layout's really nice. They used a different kind of font. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't keep my hands off this thing. Like I, I love my times at Starbucks in the morning 
looking through uh, the Bible and I'm going through Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and all of that. And um, I just love something about that new text, the way it was laid out, more margin for me to write and to highlight on. That inspired my soul. So I dig mm-hmm. into that. Um, I use the He Reads Truth app. I'm mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. allowed to say, give some, give some plugs to, <laughs> yeah. to some of that. I love the He Reads Truth app so much. Uh, just really bite-sized devotional mm-hmm. thought. I tend to do it midday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. start in the morning with something, try to do that midday. Um, that's been a really helpful resource to me. Yeah. As well, and then again, I'm a I am a music guy. Of course, music does connect my mm. my my soul to God. So I do a lot with playlists and yeah. things like that. Yeah, Spotify makes it super easy because Saddleback yeah. Church has playlists that it's created for, yeah. for pre-service on the weekend, yeah. things like that. Totally, songs we sing on the weekend. So yep. I mean, you guys can just go to Spotify if you use Spotify. Yeah, absolutely. You should because it's 2017. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go exactly. to Spotify and just search for one of Saddleback's yeah. playlists and just let that thing ride. Yeah. I know one thing that really helped me get my head around the idea of lifestyle worship, like because people, you know, if you grew up in church or been around church at all, you know. You have up here the idea that anything you do can can be worship, right? Right. But then, well, how? What's the mechanism? How right. does that work exactly? It's easy to see how music is worship because we so closely. But right. one thing for me that helped was, and, and you use the definition of response. It's yeah. a response to God. Anything that you do that's in response to who God is mm-hmm. is worship. Right. So if I if I show kindness to my wife, and that's motivated by the man that I want to be in light of who God is, that's right. worship. Absolutely, you know, doing good unto others can be an act of worship if it's done in light of who God right. is. So so anything that we do because of of our love for God, yeah. it's motivated by that is worship. So totally. you can you can transmit that to absolutely anything. Yeah, and I think uh what's been interesting is sometimes our motivations can surprise us at mm-hmm. how non Christ-centered, the motivation can be, or how self-centered the motivations can be. (laughs) Speak Uh, for yourself. (laughs) Right. And so... Look at my Instagram. It's purely holy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Rob just burned everyone. Every single one (laughs) of us. I'm not even on Instagram. I lied. See? There again, my motivation was so poor there. (laughs) Back to you, John. (laughs) No, I'm just... I think it's... I think you're absolutely right. I think it's all about our motivation. It's Mm -hmm. about our posture. It's about our mindset. And I think the more... The, the further down the journey we get, I think the more aware of the times we're not mm. in the proper posture or in the right motivation, but still with God's grace uh, yeah. covering that, there's 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 so much hope and excitement. Yeah. Right. It's that, that idea of just bringing pleasure to God. And God loves yep. everything you're doing. Yep. You know, when, and he, It's not just when you're reading the Bible and right. not just when you're standing in church. Those things are important. Right. But it's yeah. when you're loving your wife, loving right. your kids. You know, Absolutely. Those, yeah. You know, loving his creation, it's bring it, that brings God pleasure. Yeah. That's Be your nice worship. to that jerk at work. Right. You know, Any, anything, <laughs> just all those seemingly, seemingly unconnected things actually right. all connect back because they all come, connect back to our soul, and that soul is in interplay with God. Yeah, I love it, Rob. You got some rapid fire questions. Yeah, just some quick hitters. Um, just well, you kind of already talked about some of the things you like to do in your devotional mm-hmm. life, which I think is always interesting just to kind of see yeah. how people do. But are there any books that have, uh, over the years, have, mm. you know, you've done 20 years of ministry or you know, Bible college, like yeah. anything that's grabbed you? Well, a lot along the way, of course. But one thing that comes to mind immediately, um, when I was in college, I was introduced to this book, um, a long obedience in the same direction uh, Eugene Peterson. by Eugene Peterson. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was my first introduction to to Eugene Peterson, and um, 
I honestly, at the time, I didn't know anything about him. I just knew this book. Mm-hmm. And um, if if those of you listening haven't read it, it's basically Eugene Peterson looking at the Psalms of Ascent. Mm-hmm. And what was so exciting about me, of course, the content was amazing, but the way he was writing about the Psalms, for me, the Psalms, um, I couldn't access them in, 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 in my growing up days. It just mm-hmm. felt so, I didn't totally get what they were trying to do yeah. other than it's really poetic and that's beautiful, but beyond that. And the way he was taking these Psalms of Ascent and dissecting them and using them to allow us all to ascend, all mm. to to use these to, to go higher and deeper. Um, I just remember reading that and thinking, man, I want to read the Bible with those type of mm-hmm. eyes. Mm. And I actually, I hadn't read it for maybe 15, 16 years after that. And then just a couple of years ago, I read it again. Mm-hmm. I gave it to my team last year uh, as, as a gift. And we were working through it as a team then. And for me, that's one that just really sticks out when you yeah. ask that question. You know what's uh, interesting about that book is... Um, the one, the most recent one that came out is done in, done in the message. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I think, uh, what I've always loved about Pastor Rick and what I've loved about Salback is that we will use different um, translations yeah. to help people access yes. the scriptures. Cause you're saying, you know, accessing the Psalms. And what mm-hmm. I love about Saddleback is that we're always trying to find ways to help you access yes. because it's going to help your worship, right? Absolutely. It's going to help you worship God with all your soul when you, when you're, when you're, understanding and, and perceiving it's the in language new ways. We're speaking yeah, yeah yeah I agree the other thing that came to mind I was going to say this when you asked that question was a devotional um, my utmost for his highest mm-hmm. um, Oswald Chambers Oswald right? Chambers mm-hmm. which is uh, you would know better I mean it's really old right? it's a classic yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know how um, very old it's, it's very older old. than me and I'm old Google oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. older than Rob um, again that for me that was one of the early devotionals that I did early in my ministry. So at this point, 18, 19 years ago, and it was one of those, I I would be lying if I said I read it 365 days or whatever, Mm -hmm. but I read it most days that year. And it was like, that was something for me. It, I remember wanting to wake up and read it in the mornings. I couldn't wait to read Mm -hmm. what, what was there. And so for me, that was a moment of like, I get why people say you should do this on the daily. Yeah. I get why this is a priority because there was something I was I was thirsting for something, yeah. and and those words and those those easy passages to to access so a glimmer into who God is mm. that that book came to mind. Yeah. As well. yeah, I listened to that a while back, and what I <clears throat> listening is tough because you have to hit the stop button, and mm-hmm. I just didn't want to do it. Right. I just wanted to let it right. let, let it, it ride. I listened to like five days worth yeah. on the way to yeah. work, and I'd be like, "That was dumb. I yeah. need to ponder that stuff because it's so good." <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, so, you, you so are rich. you are the worship pastor. Yes. So, well, how about a song or a couple songs that ah, just yeah, over like, your, your life faves? that just my like faves? that song comes on? You know? Well, I think I uh, my mind goes to a bunch of different places. Currently, of course, in the last year year or so, I mean, "Good Good Father" by House Fires mm-hmm. is just when certain songs come out, and you're like, "That's it. That's." It's just that simple. Yeah. <laughs> it's just that simple to say mm. you're a good, good father and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. Um, that's something that's, of course, newer that resonates with me. I grew up in a church where we sang hymns mm. uh, most Sundays. And uh, so a couple hymns come to mind, like Great is Thy Faithfulness. That mm. never gets old to me. Just yeah. remembering that and really allowing that to be true in my life. Um, and then, of course, Matt Redman is a... Uh, I think a prophetic voice. So songs like his that say it's called the heart of worship. Um, I'm coming back to the heart of worship and it's all about you. Mm. It's all about you. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made it. Mm. I'm sorry, Lord, that I made it about volume. I'm sorry, Lord, I made it about my style preferences. I'm sorry, Lord, that I made it about me yeah. When it's all about you, Yeah, you know? And so songs like that, that I think are, are really special. Those songs Mm. really 
are are deep inside my soul too. Yeah. So what has it been like? Um, because you you've led our worship team through the process of writing songs yeah. for Sal back. From, yeah. You know, there's a couple albums. Yeah. Um, you know, like the song Matchless comes to mind. Yeah. But just yeah. What's it like <clears throat> to pour your souls out yeah. into something you know that's going to help others? Yeah. Do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's one of that's one of our favorite things to do as a team. Um, you know, we we are so attuned to where our church is because we stand in front of our church uh, week after week, and we hear uh, we have the the pleasure of hearing Pastor Rick every mm-hmm. single week or whoever's teaching any given weekend. So we're attuned to what is happening in the life of our church. What is Pastor Rick speaking about, or what is the, what are the rhythms of the church? And so we're never just writing songs because it would be a cool song to write. We're really writing songs for our church based on, you know, we're in a series talking about the goodness of God and so mm-hmm. in Psalm 23. And so the songs that are coming out of us are based on that because this is who we are as a church right, right. now. This is what we're looking mm-hmm. at. But I'll tell you what, there is nothing like it. There's nothing like having sit and, having been seated in a room with, with your team and somebody say, I've got this idea. You know, there's a scripture that Pastor Rick shared the other day, and it got me thinking about this or that. And then you, you, you know, it starts as a voice memo on someone's iPhone, mm-hmm. and then you know, fast forward a couple of weeks, and there's your weekend, and the whole church is singing "Holy, Holy, Holy" mm-hmm. um, yeah. and "Matchless." You know, your name forever is matchless. It's like those are really special moments. You know, we we love writing songs for our church. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always thrilling when other churches enjoy it too, of course. But like, just. The, the the secret the secret weapon there is is they're they're all for our church they're yeah, all written yeah. for our house from our house. What I've always appreciated about Saddleback Worship when I, I started coming to Saddleback when Rick Munchow was still here, yeah. then, your leadership now. What I've always appreciated about the way we approach worship that it's this lifestyle idea that there have been moments in my life when I felt like I couldn't stand. Yeah, but. And it, and it wasn't a performance of like, everybody stand up, but yeah. Saddleback worship would make me feel like I could stand. That's mm-hmm. cool. It could, it, it, it could just, there's a yeah. sense of like, there's this reverence. Yeah. Um, there's this openness of this, you know, everything we do coming yep. together and just, I can get on my feet. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I've always loved about. Uh, worship here at Saddleback. Yeah, you know, we first of all, I'm really glad you said uh, Rick Muchow. You know, he served as the worship pastor for 24 years, and he built this culture of the celebration sound. And one of the things we say at Saddleback is Saddleback has a sound, and that sound is celebration. Yes. And sometimes we don't always feel like celebrating, and that's okay. You know, some people don't. And I love that as a church, we give space to that too. Oftentimes, our service pastors or campus pastors will say things like, we know. You, you didn't come here today. Not all of you came here today ready to clap your hands. And we yeah. honor you for that. And so we're going to pray for you in this moment right now. And we always, there's a song in there every weekend for people to connect with, even in those lament days. <clears throat> um, but we're so grateful to be a part of a church that has a long legacy of creating space for everyone yeah. to have a shot at saying uh, whatever they want to say to God mm. any given weekend. Oh, man, that's such great stuff. Cool. 
Any closing thoughts from you, Rob? Well, I'm just thinking the idea of doable. So you talked about the Spotify. I yeah. know we, we have albums. Where can we find yeah, those yeah, yeah. albums? Thanks for asking. Oh, yeah. So we the last couple of years, we put out two EPs. There, uh, one is called Matchless. It just came out about a month ago. It's on Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, for sure. Um, we have a pretty robust YouTube page. If you search Saddleback Worship there, mm-hmm. uh, you can see some great uh, songs from weekends, original songs. Um, so those are those are great places. But Matchless is the most recent album. And then uh, the album before that is called First. Mm-hmm. And those are all Saddleback original songs, yep. songs our church has been singing all over the world uh, at our Saddleback yeah. campuses, which has been great. Yeah. So one of the things I really want to encourage you guys to think about, and I don't know when the next one will be coming, John, but yeah. from occasionally uh, the worship team sets up Nights of Worship. Yes. And these are such powerful events yeah. for our church. Talk about that. I completely agree. They're some of my favorite nights in the life of church. We do them like once a quarter at the Lake Forest campus. And I think there's just, it's very hard to describe, but something mm-hmm. special happens in those nights when we set aside time to stand shoulder to shoulder, uh, to sing. It's not just all music, but certainly mm-hmm. music is a central part of the night, but also to share in some of the sacraments, so right. like time of communion, extended time of prayer, celebrate baptisms with one another. Mm-hmm. And just, it's it's difficult to put words to it, but something special happens and we all take steps forward in our journey on yeah. those nights at Night of Worship. And they're about once a quarter here yeah. at Lake Forest. Yeah, Yeah. it is hard to put into words, just like so many of the things relating to the soul. But it's palpable when you're there. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. it's a it's an experience that you can sense. It just you just feel like you're in in tune with your fellow brothers and sisters where you're supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. John, thank you so much for coming, man. Guys, thanks for having me. I sure love you, and super excited about this new podcast. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for watching, and or listening. We'll see you next time. (laughs) If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, You can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows, your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.